Welcome to Fur What It's Worth. There's your cookie. Have fun. <laughs> An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. Wisconsin, Texas. One thing about coming out to a convention on the East Coast. That's not the East Coast, Minnesota. It's not the East Coast. Oh. Do you ever get that not-so-fresh feeling? Well, you are listening to the wrong show. Pull that record. <laughs> We're done. Aboard. And now, here are your always fresh fools, Rue and Tugs. I didn't even put it on here, but I know what's coming next. Or do you? Oh, yeah, I do. All right, one more time. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 7. This is Tugs, and I'm in studio with Rue. Say hello. Hi, everyone. How this are is, you? This is Take 2 of the episode. Woohoo! <laughs> we love Take 2. Rue thought he was turning into a robot, so we had to start over. Are you a robot? Uh, I don't know. Do you think robots no, are sexy? No, my tail is still bursting out of my pants. Oh, my God. So, tug, Tugs, Tugs, what have you been up to? Rue, what have you been up to? It's clearly the holiday season. It is clearly the holiday season. What have you been up to? How have you, how have you been taking care of the holiday season? I, I have the usual struggles of the holiday season in that, number one, I don't do holiday crowds well. So, I, I, that's my first thing. Is it over? No. The holidays end at FC because I have to do... A ton of stuff for work and, you know, get ready to be gone mm-hmm. for FC. So I really don't consider the holidays over till around Martin Luther King, which is when FC is. Um, so is it FC yet? No. Um, I got my mom's presents taken care of. Woohoo. That's always good. It's always good to get your Christmas shopping done. Um, you know what? Here's the thing is, so... My friends are, are joking with me, uh, obviously, but they, they're saying I'm having a war on Christmas because I don't wait till the 25th to do gifts. But the fact is, is I'm not religious. I don't really consider myself to celebrate Christmas in the traditional sense. And I don't want to, what's what's the word you use? Co-opt? Appropriate. What is the word you use? I, I think I don't, appropriate I don't, I don't, is a good word. Yeah, I don't, you, well, you were talking about it in the copyright thing once. Um, I don't I don't borrow holidays. I feel like it's disrespectful to Christmas to say that I celebrate Christmas if I don't really get into the whole story and background. I feel like, you know what, if you, if you believe that, that's, that's cool. I'm going to not dishonor your holiday by pretending I'm part of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't need a special day to have gifts and stuff. I participate in the cultural part of, okay, people are exchanging gifts this time of year, and that's cool, but I don't need the 25th. Uh, and so uh, James and I have exchanged gifts. Um, he got me an Xbox One. I really wanted the Forza edition. And this is what I tweeted. I said, you know you're a furry when you don't want an Xbox One until they release one in your character's color. <laughs> and while it is not exactly my character's color, it's close enough. So it helps that, you know, that that's a thing. Um, you know, uh, speaking of which, and I don't mean to go off topic, but just real quick, um, I we we got a PlayStation Four for for Christmas. Me and my War uh, on my Christmas boy, boyfriend. Um, yeah, War on Christmas. But <laughs> um, we ended up. Uh, he ended up buying it. On, well, sorry, on sale for one of the controllers. He could have gotten it for like thirty bucks for one of the black controllers, but he was like, "No, I must." have the blue one because his persona is blue so it's somewhat on the same same lines and he paid like rather regular price so i see i get that i get that because i'm waiting for them to release a better shade of blue that's closer to my characters because i have more of like a, a, a skyish cerulean blue and even though the forza one is kind of like a, it's almost a greenish blue almost a teal it was closer than like blue like this blue on this velcro here you know crayola blue mm-hmm. so yeah um, so he did that. I gave him the... I actually found one in a store 
Um, I gave him an Xbox One Elite controller because he really, really wanted one when he was getting really scroogey because they're super popular, <laughs> right? Um, and then um, together we got ourselves a new TV. So that was that's what we've done. You uh, had a 3D TV. I know, right? I, we don't care. Um, and then I need to turn on the new TV and play the new Murio Maker update because I'm still playing the shit out of Murio Maker. Yeah, no, it's, it was it's a great so game. Fun. It was a great game. I've actually started having fun coming up with different ways to make Nintendo-style levels, but put a twist in them. I still feel like that they need to make platforms that can be slanted. Like They so need to do that. They, you know, they, they need to do a lot of things. I'm starting to kind of feel like we're running out of options with the current item set. Yeah. Um, There's but, definitely some things that they should should add. Anyway, so that's that's what I've been up to for way too long. So you have the one thing I need to know, and people in the audience want to know is how's your mom's ear? My mom's ear. Yeah, remember you said she hit her ear on a tree and broke her ear. Oh, um, like I like remember I you I didn't even know you could break your you ear know, bones. She is doing a lot better. Is I've, her ear I've fixed? Seen her. She's. Do they have to go great. in with like a tiny with a tiny no, saw no, and cut can't. her tiny ear cast? Oh my gosh! No, really. Like, is she doing better? No, shut up. <laughs> just do, can you just imagine See, like little right teeny here, tiny forceps? Tugs is making fun of my own mother. Ah. Well, it is the holiday season. <laughs> no, is, is her ear really doing Yes, she's doing great. Okay, Thanks good. for asking. <laughs> so, a couple of things that's been up with me. And like I said, I ended up getting a PlayStation. And I have a Amplitude's PS- amazing. I've been playing some My name's fun in the games. credits. Go look for Tugs Puppy Bear. Go. So, it's it's great. Um, so I finally cracked in. This is my very first PlayStation system that I've ever owned. You are late. I know. I know I'm late, but I've played all the games. I've just played it on my friend's systems and stuff like that. On the whole, I think the PS4 is a better console than the Xbox in terms of UI and game choice. I agree. The when Xbox UI to, sucks, even the new version. When it comes to the console wars, I definitely feel that, um... That PlayStation 4 one. The battle's not over. Oh, I know. I okay. know that people are probably say no. Microsoft had a really great system in the 360. A great system in the 360. They should have taken the UI, moved it over, and changed the color so it was different enough, and then built from there. But they shat all over a great experience in the 360 and started with something new and killed a great experience. Because you know what the problem is with the, with the one? Here's the fundamental problem. I couldn't figure out where anything was for about an hour. I was like, where's my games? Where's my stuff? I told it, save my recording. And I hit the button and it just stared at me. And then I kept hitting the button. And then finally it said, I saved that. And then it said it 10 more times. It didn't actually confirm that it had started saving. So um, one of the things that I wanted to um, wanted to talk about, and I don't know if I should save this for the show, but I'm going to go ahead and start talking about it. So one of my really close friends passed away a couple, well, a week or so ago. Oh no! And um, he ended up having a, a fan actually hit him across the head. So I've been kind of going through that, and it's been kind of difficult because I was really close to him. Was he a furry? Um, no, he wasn't a furry. He wasn't a furry at all. But um, so it just seems like. And then this morning, I found out that my my aunt just passed away. So it's like. I've been attending funerals and having other people die, so it's like, it's been really, really hard. <laughs> it's been really difficult, and there's been some changes that have happened to my work, and just 
a lot that's been going on and it's definitely one of those things where you're really kind of soul searching and trying to hang on and but I'm I'm doing what I can I'm here right so so I guess I just wanted to talk a little bit about him so there you go may he rest in peace yeah we ready for the next button we are He's only half eight. It's Ruse Cookie Time. All right, guys. Today we have a fortune cookie that has been sent in by one of our listeners. And this is from Victor. What he says is Hello, Cass. I got Chinese today and I've uncovered a pretty cool fortune in my cookie. It reads Life always gets harder near the summit just thought i would like to share thank you so life always gets harder near the summit in bed with the cookie just like you thank you and welcome back everybody so we are going to get right into our topic, but before we do that, we are going to introduce our guest. That seems like you just kind of bait and switched the audience. I did. You... <laughs> oh my god! Well, here's what I'm doing to you. I like being anal. No, I don't like being anal. Ah, I like getting it. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. So. That's a great introduction, right? <laughs> the question is, do you like it? I, it was great. You did your best. Wow, well, uh, and I appreciated what? it. Wait, what are we? What are is, talking well, he about? is a fox, after all. Oh my gosh, he is the training wheels of the fandom. So uh, if you if you guys wait, need, I'm not a fox. No, Rue is. Oh okay. <laughs> all right. But what all are right. you? What are you? Uh, no, Tell don't us. don't worry about it. Um, Tell us your species. Uh, so, my Sona is. Uh, wolf and a night fury so like toothless and a wolf i feel bad double crossing it but i came up with this name kethy that's how you say it kethy kethy like k-e-t-h and then the letter e but it's an i <laughs> if you can get that but yeah just kethy. I, I saw that here and i was like i don't know how to say this yeah i know it always takes clarification on it but you're gonna I, hate me because i you know what comes into my head is kathy the comic strip kathy. you could call me kathy no, i'm okay with that like call me just call me kathy It'll be funny, you know, <laughs> randomly people mispronouncing my name. I'd always respond to that. If you call me Kathy, I'd just be like, oh, I'd probably, I'd probably miss it, but call me Kathy. Are you, are you an artist? I love to draw. Yeah. I, you look like you do a lot of like drip painting. Oh my gosh. I, I draw so much. I'd probably, I'll probably draw two pictures tonight, two or three pictures tonight. I, I try to draw every day. Oh. I love it do you, so much. Do you make the money? I make some money. It's. A lot of it's not for money. I, that's not what I originally started out for. I just love to draw. And uh, I give out a lot of pictures, too, just because I actually kind of started just getting into the fandom. Anyway, like, I just love to draw. I love having people see my art because it makes people happy. It makes me happy. So I, I, don't know, I draw so much. You know, that's that's one of my first times, like, getting to know you is you just came up you know, you you basically messaged us, and you were like, "Hey, I want to come over to your house, and I want to give you art." 
<laughs> like who would who would say no to that? <laughs> Let me into your house. And I'll give you some art. Yeah, it's a uh, hey boy, you want some candy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I can I do that. Like it's a good icebreaker, you know. I, it's a little weird, but no, it definitely you know it definitely is an art icebreaker when you have some sort of a talent like that. I mean, like for me, I um, how I got involved in some of the groups is I just made balloon animals and stuff like that. Oh, really? To, yeah, to to get people like, oh, who is this? Oh, I want a sword. Oh, that's such a cool sword. What is your name? You know, <laughs> yeah, things it's... like that. It's an icebreaker type thing, so mm-hmm. people will remember you. Well, but I know that there's... you don't necessarily do it for that purpose. You mainly do it because you like to see, you know, people smile. I do. I, I really do. That's the big thing. I mean, drawing is a huge hobby and I always am drawing. It's one of my, I want to be an animator or an illustrator or something like that. And that's always been in the back of my mind, but drawing has just been fun. And I've always loved seeing people happy. I mean, why not? Why not? That's always good. You know, when everyone's happy, everyone's happy, you know, good feelings are everywhere. But yeah, I, I do get a lot of people who just think that I'm doing it for popularity and that's that's fine it's fine for them to think that you know what I mean but I you know they don't know me and if they want to know they can ask me so like I'm I'm okay with that. actual conversation wow there's things like that in the fandom oh my god <laughs> but yeah anyways it's just a, it's a hobby and I like to share it with people well what else do you like to do well, uh, I love to do gymnastics and parkour. Parkour is actually what I started doing probably five or six years ago, and uh, I haven't stopped. Parkour, parkour. If you don't know what parkour is, it's like uh, you see the guys that jump off buildings and run up walls and climb up things and run up walls. You make it sound like it's so casual. It yeah. is. It is a casual. It's a casual thing. I. <laughs> it's it's really fun. It took a lot of practice, actually. When I first started, it was my brother that got me into it. I was watching him do gymnastics and do flips and things like that. I was jealous. I wanted to go and hang out with him. He wouldn't want, he wouldn't let me. And he's like, okay, I'll teach you. So he tried to teach me one day, and I tried to do a cartwheel, and I couldn't even do a cartwheel. I fell on my butt. First time, first cartwheel, fell. And it discouraged me at first, but I have since mastered the art of gravity. I can actually turn gravity off now whenever I want. <laughs> he actually like can. Switch. He can do like ha- handstands and stuff like that. Which enables you to turn gravity off. Exactly. It, it is. It, but I, I just practiced so hard. It was. It became a passion for me. And I, I love it. I love doing flips and anything that involves soaring through the air through certain periods of time. Let's I think see, that's the dragon. You're also a dancer. I love to dance. Yeah, that is definitely a new thing. I well, actually, no, it's not. I have baby videos of me dancing, so that's no, that's never been new. <laughs> I think I saw that. That I, was really popular in the nineties. I actually danced naked a lot when I was a baby, so that's. that's I did not see that. that. Explains I de- everything. <laughs> I did not see that. I uh, I definitely don't dance naked now in my room. Lock the door and dance naked. But you know, <laughs> go ahead and keep that image in your mind. <laughs> No, it's 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 fun. I love to dance. It, That's actually a really good image. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank you. I'm Please flattered. don't flirt with our guests on the air. I just uh, what I can flirt with the, my guests. Come on, just I, kidding. Well, I just our guests. Sorry. Yeah, you're not with your fans included here. I just I oh, include listeners? like flips and things into it as well. So I just tried to spread that huge passion into 
dancing as well. And it's actually really fun. I, I enjoy it. And a little bird also told me that you can sing. Who, who are you talking who, to, Twitter? Who told you that? Uh, what little bird told you that? I I do like to sing. It's a it's a hobby. Um, yeah, I do like to sing a lot. That is true. That little bird has very good knowledge. That bird should get stabbed. So we we have <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't kill things. Yeah, I'll kill. Well, it is the time of year where we do our usual protest of the holiday shopping season. Meaning that is, this is the season of give me stuff. And we do the, let's take a moment, stop, and actually think about the things we have. So, in that spirit, we have invited our comic strip character in Rue's head to join us in reading your emails (laughs) and doing serious things for a little bit. And we've decided, in that same spirit, for him to read the very first email, which comes from Kilo. Woohoo. <clears throat> okay. Just make sure you read it in the microphone. All right, I will. All right. So it says Hi, Ruin Tugs. It's Kilo, the macro diaper fur fox in Cincinnati. I heard you're doing an episode on being thankful and wanted to chime in. I just wanted to say I'm thankful for my friends, both the awesome best friend I have in real life and the great online friends I have. My best friend, since I was seven years old, I'm almost 30 now, has been there for me through thick and thin, and has always helped me when I needed it the most, and of course, I helped him in his greatest needs as well. Despite not being furry, straight as can be, and not into anything quote-unquote weird, he fully accepts my quote-unquote weirdness, such as being a furry, liking diapers at macro slash micro, and being asexual, and some of my quirkiness from being an Aspie, I think I said that right, mm-hmm. which we both joke about from time to time, all in good fun. He thinks it's great that I'm just being myself, and I think it's great I can have someone to be myself around. I am thankful for the great online friends I've made through the years, and the ones I talk to daily, such as Ply Tiger, a sometimes silly and always curious white cat fur from Ireland, who I've always been a great friend, and Palf, a, go- a gold wolf cub who I've always been great friends with, and given plenty of hugs to, and many, many more great online friends that I'm very thankful to have. I wish I could meet any any of them, but sadly I can't afford to due to lack of money and vacation time. Also, the reason I've never been to a furcon. Anyway, keep up the great podcast and can't wait for the next one. And then uh, he uh, gives Rue a two-story tall macro-sized box of tam-tams and tugs a huge case of cushies and lots of macro hugs. I'm dead. Woohoo. <laughs> so, as the guest, you get to reply f- first to the email itself is if you have any comments about it. Okay. Well, I think Kilo, you are a very great person. I'm It's good to see that you you just seem very cheerful. I'm I'm always happy about that and uh I am just always cheerful myself. So, it's it's good, you know, and you can make friends and be each other. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to feel like you have to change yourself to be around that person. And that is an awesome feeling. Like you can truly become closer. And I really like that. I I try to make friends like that as well. You know, no like fake kind of facade, facade friendships. And we've all had those, you know what I mean? You know what that feels like, but it's, it's good to see that you have great friends and that, 
you are tuning in. It's, it's nice to see that. And especially during this time of year, you, you kind of are reminded about that. Hopefully you're always being kind to people, but you're reminded of the great things that you have. And that's awesome to see. Awesome. I'm curious, how do you feel about the general, 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 yeah, right, the gerbil. I like that word. Uh, the general attitude of society where people generally are more giving during this time of year than other times of year. Does that bother you? Um, and it's okay if it doesn't. No, it's, it's kind of both ways because I'm going to explain the first way first. It doesn't bother me because when people are giving... That's, that's usually a good thing, you know, when people have that spirit of wanting to help out, you know, wanting to think of other people and go out of their way to do things for them. I think that's, that's really great. That's a good spirit to have, you know, and, but there are those people who do it not out of love and it's, it's all out of a, an aesthetic type of feeling, you know, where you, it's a facade, like you said, people just do it because they have to not because they want to and it's either for show or it's it's just not real and you can you know that like if someone goes into a store and buys you a bag of chips and they give it to you and that's the end of it then it doesn't really mean anything but you know you you ask you get asked about it and you've been talking about this amazing bag of chips for a while and your friend hasn't said anything but they've listened to you and then then they give you this bag of chips on at a special time at a good time. And you just love it. And you know that they listen to you because there's no other way they would have known unless they were listening to you. You know, it's that, it's just that different type of feeling. And I use chips because chips are awesome. But, uh, would you believe if I told you I'd eaten potato chips in like 10 years? I am so proud of you because (laughs) I hate potato chips. Oh man. I, there's a story for that. But I'd love to hear that story sometime, but I love potato chips. It involved me killing a Super Nintendo controller because I had potato chips at the same time. <laughs> well, uh. I'm, I'm a huge fan of potato chips, so I, you know, I'm, I'm okay with you not liking them, but <laughs> I love them. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. That's so well, thank you for the gift, Kilo. I accept it. We have another email. Yes. It's from unknown. No, it's actually from Chris. From an unknown? We're po- we have Pokemon writing us now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Messino. Carefully, your Just game's going to glitch. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, hello, guys. Loving the show, obviously. Obviously. Oh, obviously. I love that, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really grateful for my fur friends. They are there in other ways others weren't. I like that my value as a friend isn't measured by what I can do for them, but just by being there and and joining the fun. I may not get along with everybody, but that doesn't hold us back. Chris. P.S. I tried some Tim Tams and they were good. You didn't read the last line. Sent from Yahoo! Mail on Android. It's very important <laughs> you read the whole email. Oh, thank you. The thank entire you. email. So, that's awesome. I'm glad that you like Tim Tams because they're my favorite. And somebody wrote us a while ago. I don't know if it's like this episode. That they I think it was two, two episodes. Didn't like Tim Tams. I was like so sad. That's because they didn't dip them in hot chocolate. I know. That's so good. Have You've you done, done it. Tim Tam Slam? 
you've oh. done a Tim Tam slime, haven't you? Oh my gosh, <laughs> they're so good, delicious. It's I'm like so, I'm sorry, it's definitely diabetes. Poor though. soul that doesn't like Tim Tams. They're <laughs> really good. <laughs> well, so how do you feel? He was talking about um, his friends and how he values his friends. Um, that you know, he feels like his friends don't measure what he can do for the, them, but just, you know, to have fun, to hang out, to, you know, there isn't an expectation. I like that. Yeah. I, that's kind of what I was saying before is like, you don't, when you make a true friend with somebody, they don't have, I don't know, they have an expectation for you, but they don't, they accept you for who you are and they love you for who you are. And I think that's what he's getting at is like he said that his friends have done things for him him in ways that no one else could. And I think that's really cool to hear. That's great to hear because you you it shows that you have met certain people in your life that will guide you and help you along in ways that no one else can. And that's that's what's cool about true friends is they are always there seemingly when you need them our friends just stepping stones to get you to the point a to point b <laughs> they're, to get you to they're actually kidding. the rocket fuel that just fuels your rocket so you can blast off and go to different places and leave them behind and charred yes. and burnt that's what friends are for <laughs> <laughs> no i th- i think that's great and to go along with the especially this season right now you it just shows that you've made some good friends. Keep them close and always try to make more. So I wanted to wanted you to read Tugs. Yes. What is gratitude? Would what you, is it defined as? What gratitude is defined as is, I will read this from one of my ancestors' great collections of works. Let me get that right now. <clears throat> There's, okay, so there's the simple definition and the full definition. So the simple definition is a feeling of appreciation or thanks. The full definition is the state of being grateful, which is a really bad definition, I might add. You shouldn't use the word in the definition, right? Because, like, what's the definition? Right? The root of gratitude is the Latin word gratus meaning pleasing or thankful, and it gives us the root grat. Words from the Latin gratis have something to do with being pleasing or thankful. To ingrate yourself is to make others feel grateful for or thankful for something you've done. To feel grateful is to feel thankful for something. Gratitude is a feeling of thankfulness, and to congratulate is to express how pleasing someone's success is. I feel like that should be a fursona name, grat. Grat. You'd got you'd have to be a very specific kind of furry to pull grat. off grat. Did I read what you wanted me to read? Yes. Good. You know, when I was searching up gratitude, I looked I just typed in gratitude and it brought up uh, in Google, it brought this little graph up. And really? it's showing the word gratitude and its uses of the word gratitude in society. And this is what the graph looks like. The date starts at Let's see, then 1800s, and it goes all the way to 2000. So right over here is the 1800s. It's a descending graph. And right over here on the 2000s, that's where we're at. That's Google Books. 
I know Google Books. That's interesting. So I just hmm. I just found that kind of interesting that <laughs> over time we have not used that word as much anymore. Like saying I'm grateful for something. Or, yeah. Yeah. So I I kind of think that that kind of it's kind of how society kind of has has changed a little bit. Do you think there's, do you think there's a correlation though between immediacy? Uh, like we have a lot more immediate instant gratification, whereas in the 1800s you had to really bust ass to get anything. Like to even get a sweater, you didn't like go down to JC Penney or the, order it out the Sears catalog. Someone had to knit that or go get wool and like make the wool. Like it was not easy to get a sweater. You know, I really, I really think that that's what you, you, you hit it right on the nail is that we have instant gratification. You know, we, I mean, we still are grateful for things, I and mean, you still have to work hard to buy a car or buy a house or, you know, have children or, you know, whatever. You still have to or be in a relationship. You still have to make steps, and people are still grateful. But it's just kind of weird that through time, I don't know, it, it, through literature and stuff like that, it's just it's just showing us that we're a little bit less grateful than, you know, our ancestors were. I agree. I, I really do. For sure. It's, um, I, I always get the feeling that like people are kind of getting more, a little more cold, you know, like where they're kind of in their own bubble, their own environment. Yeah. People, people well, be, are, yeah, they stare at their phones all day. <laughs> no, really though. No, I'm, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Cause I catch myself doing it too. And you know, like you, people just get to the point where they only care about themselves and that's not saying it for everybody but there's just a yeah a decreasing gratitude i mean you can we can get anything we want right now basically like america has always been that way you know like get what you want that makes you happy right now right now and that's that's just the feeling of it and i think where gratitude really grows is when you either see it in someone else or you experience it you're given something and then you realize it from someone that's really special to you or you realize it the hard way you know you're you're somehow humbled to discover that and um it's it's actually kind of interesting to just think back i mean if you just take a second and you think back about the things that you're really grateful for you you can kind of learn where you got you know where where that became important to you, you know, as we're talking about it right now, especially now. So how do you think that you can become more grateful? Like how, how do you think that how, I mean, I know that's a big question, but how do you feel that we can change that? Can, can we change and, you know, be more grateful? That's a great question. Cause I firmly believe that, yeah, you can become anything that you want to be grateful you can be you can be an angry person if you wanted to be i mean you can just dislike everything but you can choose to be grateful i totally believe that and i think it's it, it's very simple you know like just it just takes a little bit of reflection and um, i think one huge thing that's influenced me in my life is um, growing up in a religious home where I learned that being grateful is 
something that molded my character, kind of who I am. And that it's that giving instead of receiving can yield very special gifts in relationships. And uh, it's, it's actually helped me a lot. I mean, you make a lot of friends when you are kind and giving to people. Oh yeah. It's, I always enjoy giving a gift that is something that they truly want to use and use and makes a difference more than I ever have enjoyed getting a gift. Like it's nice to have things and things I use yeah. and I always appreciate them, but it's always when you give someone the, that thing that they, that they really needed and that they use and, it, like made a difference like it, it's a little thing it's not even you don't have to give them like it's something expensive or huge it's always just like oh you know you got me this this one thing and i like every morning i wake up and i just use it and it saves me so much time and it's it's like that is that's always been far more fulfilling for me than anything i've ever received i totally agree and it's never usually the it's never usually like the physical thing that people remember it's the fact that you knew that they needed that yeah and because of that, it lasts so much longer. I mean, physical things break down. I mean, they're going to break, but they remember you. They remember that you cared enough to get, the, get that for them. Mm-hmm. Now, believe it or not, I, I actually like quotes. I do. I love quotes. I think that quotes are, um, you know, especially from, from people that have had a major influence in, in shaping society um, to what it is today. And I have a couple quotes from some of those people. Um, and they, you know, want to talk a little... I mean, they're basically talking a little bit about gratitude. Ancient wisdom. And so what I would like to do is take some turns reading from those quotes. So this quote's by William Arthur Ward. And it says, Feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. What do you think? That's awesome. Um <laughs> that's that's kind of how I feel with um, my art. Like it, it really, I connect with that a lot because I'm grateful that I can draw. It makes me happy. It it brings me a lot of joy. It's really therapeutic to me, and I'm grateful that I can. You know, for some reason, I was born into this world, and I can, <laughs> I can draw, and I'm I'm happy about that. But me not sharing that would literally feel like wrapping up a present, making something amazing, and not giving it to someone. That's that's just me. Let's see. This next quote is from Robert. How do you say the last name? Brolt. Brolt. It says, enjoy the little things. For one day, you may look back and realize that they were the big things. <laughs> so, you know, it just makes me think a little bit about, you know, being grateful for those little tiny things that happen because, um, you know, it, Wow, a scripture actually plopped into my head. <laughs> um, small and simple things and great things will come to pass. And so it's just, you know, something for you to remember is that to be grateful for the small things that happen in your life because those small things do amount to, to bigger things. So I, I totally agree with that. And it maybe it's a relationship, you know, a friendship you had with someone or... Maybe it's a a gift you were given. Maybe it was a... I, I, I think I remember a, an awesome time just in my life where it was Christmas time and I think my mom was just struggling with uh, 
getting things ready and taking care of and, you know, making dinner, just doing motherly duties. And someone came with a fully cooked meal to her. And I've never seen my mom just smile more or be more grateful for something. And um, just those small things, you realize, I, what, where would I be if people hadn't shown that kindness to me? And uh, I love that. I love that quote a lot. So John F. Kennedy, we all know John F. Kennedy, and he says, As we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. That's, that's, that's really cool. JFK, you inspire me. And um, it's true, you know, you can't just be all talk, lip service, and people will notice it quickly. And your gratitude will literally mean nothing. I mean, sure, you can give someone a thousand dollars. They'll probably be really happy about it, but you haven't gained anything from that. And it won't mean anything to you. This next quote is from Charles Dickens. It says, reflect upon your present blessings of which every man has plenty, but on your past misfortunes, of which all men have some. Oh, sorry, not on your past misfortunes, for all men have some. So we will go to the space news, and then we will come back and tell you some more things that you should be grateful for. Hailing frequencies open, Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Thursday, December 17, 2015, here are your space headlines. Earlier this year, there was some concern over whether or not Congress would approve a budget for NASA that would allow them to afford things like the SLS, the Commercial Crew Program, the Commercial Resupply Program, and a number of extraplanetary exploration missions. Well, we've finally gotten word about the budget that, the con- that our Congress has approved for NASA. And it looks like NASA's getting everything they want with an additional $750 million on top of their requested budget. This is huge news. This is fantastic. This means that we'll be able to launch the SLS. It's confirmed at this point. We're going to be able to fly it, and hopefully we'll be able to fly it a few times, not just one or two. They actually have released information about exotic payloads for the SLS, including potential resupply missions to the ISS while the Orion is off doing its thing, a new Skylab 2, which they're talking about parking in lunar orbit. They're also talking about a Morpheus-derived automated lander for moon missions. They're talking about asteroid redirect. They're talking about a number of things that has me really excited about the potential for the SLS. If they can even lower the cost on the SLS, that would be even better. SpaceX's Falcon 9 is preparing to return to flight this Saturday, December 19th. Well, depending on where you are in the world, it might be Sunday, December 20th, because the time the launch window actually straddles uh, the time that it switches over to the next day, depending on what time zone you're in. This mission is going to fly the Orbcom OG2 satellites that I had mentioned in a previous uh, episode, and this is going to be the first launch of the, quote, full-thrust version of the Falcon 9, with uh, an enhanced upper stage. The Merlin is going to be enhanced as well. And I still am kind of shaky on this. I don't know for certain, but there are rumblings that they may try to land the first stage from this mission on a landing pad there at Kennedy Space Center. So keep an eye out. Here's hoping that they can pull it off. Fingers crossed. 
Vulcan Aerospace is on course to make its Strato launch project a reality. And what this is, it's a project that's very similar to what Virgin Galactic wants to do with Spaceship One. What it is, is a plane that carries a payload that will detach from the plane once it gets to altitude, fire its motor, and then fly off into suborbital or even orbital velocity. The reason why this is such an, an appealing notion is you're getting the rocket high, high, high in the atmosphere without needing for it to expend any of its delta V. Not only that, but it's also getting above any weather that might make an ordinary launch from the ground impossible because rockets are kind of finicky depending on what you're talking about. Sure, the Soyuz is the most reliable thing that you can fly. It launches in just about any weather. But that's the exception that proves the rule. Most rockets can't fly in any, in any kind of weather. They need very specific conditions in order to fly, especially out of, uh, out of Florida. But uh, they're talking about using it for small satellite launches, CubeSats, things like that. And there was some concern from a, a misinterpretation by a, a reporter that they had shelved the project. They hadn't really shelved it. They had kind of put it on pause so they could reassess it, determine the best direction to go to make it actually possible. I'm very interested to see this kind of technology continue to develop because there's also another project, uh, I forget the name of the company, but it's going to be using uh, a plane very similar to a 747, if it isn't an actual 747, with a payload slung under one of its wings to do basically the same thing, only it's a bigger payload. So I'm very interested to hear how Vulcan Aerospace approaches this. I'll, I'll be checking this out in the future. The Cygnus resupply vessel and the Soyuz have successfully docked with the ISS. The Cygnus resupply vessel by Orbital ATK was launched uh, a few weeks ago, uh, and it successfully made its way up to the ISS, and then not long after that, earlier this week, a Soyuz carrying a fresh crew docked. And this crew has Britain's first official astronaut on board, so now we have a British astronaut on board the ISS. That's pretty cool. I'm glad to hear that the Cygnus spacecraft has made its way back into service. That means that once the Falcon 9 gets recertified, we'll have two automated resupply vessels, uh, American-made, that are ferrying supplies to the ISS, one of them even bringing it back. And with the aforementioned change to the budget that Congress has provided, there is the potential for a third that is American-made and flying from American soil, or even with uh, ESA's uh, rocketry. And that is the Dream Chaser. That's right, it hasn't gone away. While it hasn't made its way into the commercial crew program, it's still a contender for the commercial resupply program, the second run, which is coming up. And they're talking about modifying what they already have into a, uh, a non-manned version so that it won't have any windows or controls on board. It will be completely automated. It will have an unpressurized section, not unlike the Dragon, and then they can refill the pressurized section with uh, experiments that they want to go back down to Earth, and then it can land pretty much anywhere. So they can deliver those experiments right where they need to be without having to have a, a, a support crew collect them and store them so that they don't end up going bad or spoiling or having their results invalidated, things like that. I'm really excited to hear that the Dream Chaser is making its way back because if it can be proven as a technology, as a resupply vessel, it might actually get a manned version after that. Maybe not necessarily as part of the commercial crew program, but definitely for other nations, other organizations that want to fly people to space. They're also talking about using it as a small laboratory. So I'm really excited. Lots of really great news this time. I am so excited for what's going on in space. It's finally happening. We're finally getting to see the advances that we wanted to see. It's beginning to happen right now. 
that's all we've got for you this time. In fact, that's all we've got for you for the entire year. Thanks so much for listening, and here's to more great space news in 2016. If you're looking for more on space and space-related matters, follow NASA, SpaceX, Vulcan Aerospace, Orbital ATK, and the International Space Station on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media. Until next year, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying, hope your holidays are spent with the company of friends and family, and keep looking up, space fans. You're listening to And welcome back. No, oh I'm not my gonna goodness. Do that for real. And we, thank you for coming back from break with us and not turning off your iPod slash phone slash Android slash whatever it is you're listening to us on. I know you would think after us telling all about all those grateful things that you would no longer be here. Right, but no, you stuck around. So since you're a sucker, we'll move right along into the continuing part of this episode of gratitude. We appreciate you sticking it out for this fine internet content. You know, Tugs, one of the things that I'm grateful for is our lovely listeners. Aren't or they awesome? or as you call them your fans. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Shut up. So we have this email. <laughs> Did you just tell our guests to shut up? <laughs> no, me. So we have an email. Yes, from Avalon. I think that we'll have our guests read that. I would love to. I'd be happy to. Pay attention. Dear cast at For What It's Worth. So what am I grateful for this year? I am grateful for my two fursuit artists. Ooh. I currently have two open commissions, one with OG Creations and one with Utah's very own Hoof and Donkey. These two artists have been working extremely hard for me. They're doing such wonderful work, and I'm, in, I'm eternally grateful for what they are doing. I've commissioned each of them to build a different version of my fursona. This way, I can achieve my goal of one day, with the help of a friend, be able to give Island Fox hugs and snuddle snuggles in stereo. <laughs> Sorry, snuggles. Snuggles. Snuggles Snud- <laughs> are dangerous. Snuggles. Oh geez, it's gonna be so awesome. So yeah, that's what I'm grateful for. Note that it was not for; it was fur. Mm. I would hope that everyone reading this would join in with me and give a for what it's worth single clap of appreciation for all of the fursuit builders around the world. Can we do that right now? One, One, two, two, three. three. (laughs) Beautiful. Shoot, I dropped the phone. Okay. (laughs) These people work so hard to make us these wonderful pieces of wearable art and they deserve all of the appreciation that we can muster up. So thanks for listening, and I'd like to wish all of the fuzzbots out there a very happy holiday season. Hugs, Avalon. Thank you so much for sending that in, Avalon. Oh, beautiful. You guys should feel so special. I didn't know the island fox was endangered. <laughs> I don't know. They, no, it is. I looked it up. Oh, really? Yeah. I was actually trying to find a, a, a character art, because I see his little icon here on his email, and it... Yeah, Google said that it was indeed. That means that you're not doing your job as a fox. Get to work. <laughs> <laughs> Start making more foxes. <laughs> I'm grateful that you use protection. <laughs> oh, ouch. Rude wow. is not. As a big target rises above Tug's forehead. Why? Because he's safe? How's that bad? No, don't worry about it. It's my eyes looking at you. Oh, whatever. Yep. You don't have that, eyes. That's, that's it. It's Can okay. you imagine what you'd look like if you didn't have eyes? 
Could you imagine what you would look like if you had hair? <laughs> I know. I'd have to be a big boy. Wow. <laughs> so, Rue, what are you grateful for? Ah, uh, what am I grateful for? You know, I had all this time to think about it. You, you know, can look it up I on your phone. I am thankful for mostly my boyfriend. Your second? My second. <laughs> yes. He's always there for me. You know, whenever I'm down or whenever there's some issue that's going on, he knows. I, I, he reads me like a book and he knows that I'm, I'm struggling with something and he's always there for me. So, you know, I'm really grateful for, for my, the love of my life, of being there. And, you know, I couldn't function and get through all these recent deaths without his help, you know, to kind of just, just be there for me. So he's, when we talked a little bit about that person that's kind of reached down and helped you get out of this abyss, you know, that, that person, he, he's mm -hmm. that for me. He does it a lot. And I'm really grateful for him and I'm really grateful for, um, you know, my friends for always being there for me. And, you know, as much crap as I give my family, I'm, I guess I'm somewhat grateful for them too. So what are you grateful for, guest? Well, is that my name? Is that my name, guest? He has a name, <laughs> Rue. Is that my name? Rue, what's our guest's name? I'm just kidding. Well, I know him by his real name. You I can, don't, you can I, call me or my real, real name. What, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Josh is cool. I, I like Josh that. Josh is a cool name. Right? Yeah. It is awesome. It is. But, what, sorry, I had to look it, look it up again. <laughs> what are you looking up? I always I'm hearing Kathy in my head because of you. <laughs> it's Kathy. It's yeah, I know like the, the Kathy cartoon. Like, when I get my when I get in first year, I'm gonna wear a bonnet now and just be like, "Call me Kathy." <laughs> so anyway, now that I'm taking up all the time, I'm. What am I grateful for? Um, I think this thing I'm single, most grateful for, is probably my mom. And I know that's the probably a generic answer, but um, I've never been closer to anyone in my life than my mom. And I can uh, I can relate to her in really positive ways in my life. And when I look back, when I am going through a hard time, um, I always think of my mom. And I don't know why I just I love her a lot and I care about her she's done so much for me other than you know bringing me into this world uh which step one is step one yeah and I'm I'm grateful for how much love she just gives to me and pours out to me unconditionally I care about her a lot and um another thing I'm really grateful for is thankful I'm thankful to be um healthy that's one thing that I've I've always really been blessed with. I think in my life is being healthy. I, I've never really had bad problems or issues with anything in that. And I I reach out to people who do have bad health problems and struggle with disability and things like that. Um, actually, the first friend I ever made, his name is Jimmy Hansen, and he had severe autism. And uh, I love that kid. I he still remembers me to this day, and I'm I'm grateful for for him because he's always 
he's always been in my mind as someone who unconditionally loved people. And I, I always think of him because he remembers my name even now. And uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm just grateful for being healthy and being able to give back to people who don't have the, they don't have that in their life. They don't, they deal with a lot of medical issues and it makes me sad, but it also makes me grateful that I can be there for people who struggle with issues like that. And uh, I'm sure everyone's been touched by it too. So just by disabilities and things and cancer, especially cancer right now, but um, I'm also really grateful for my friends as well. Um, I've got so many friends in my life that I care about and that care about me that always, always think about me. One in particular, this girl, Aisley, who I've known my whole life. She's always bouncy and happy all the time and just lifts me up. But I, I care about her a lot and my friends as well. So, Tugs, what are you grateful for? But before we go there, I, I need you to say that you're grateful for cookies because I forgot to say that I'm grateful for them. <laughs> I cannot say that. That is not a truth. <laughs> Comfy headphones? I no, I am grateful for these headphones. They're really, really nice. <laughs> uh, you know, I was thinking about that in the shower where I do all my good thinking, as everyone who listens to the show regularly knows. It's a beautiful place. <clears throat> it really is. Um, you know, as uh, being sick, which is why this episode is late. Um, I'm actually pretty grateful for having generally good health. Now, my health isn't perfect, um, but you you realize when people you care about get sick that you know i'm not sick and it's one of those things that you generally don't think about when cause if you're healthy most of the time you just you feel good it's not at the top of your mind uh, it's something i've been trying to be more mindful of so i am i'm definitely grateful for being in good health i think it's it's very important thing because um, when you're not in good health and as we all get old that becomes a, a treasured thing it's something um that i want to be appreciative of before it's something I wish I had been appreciative of, if that makes sense. Um, and it also makes me kind of want to invest in it a little more. So that's why I'm not grateful for cookies, Ruse, because I don't want diabetes. Stop. I like cookies. You also have diabetes. Shut up. Uh, oh. Well, you do. <laughs> There's oh. sugar-free cookies out there I can eat. <laughs> I know, and then Space made them. They were good. And you left him here for some reason. Really weird. <laughs> so uh, what else am I grateful for? I'm grateful for my husband. He's always by my side. Night nationwide. And I'm grateful for Kitty. Kitty is awesome. He gives everybody diabetes. I'm I think grateful. that's how I got it. I'm grateful for the ability to have succeeded professionally enough to support myself financially. Um, and to you know have a roof over my head. You know, and... You know, be comfortable. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, you know, like, oh, I'm a total snob. But, you know, not have to worry about, you know, things like food. I think that's important. You know, I, I, I'm not worried that I'm not going to be able to eat. I think that's a good thing. Um, and that kind of thing, you know. But, it's, I mean, it's taken a lot, of, it's taken a lot of, of busting ass over the years and sticking with good decisions when they've been tough. But I'm grateful that I had parents that gave me the knowledge and foresight to look for those opportunities to do those things. <clears throat> so in summary, something profound. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, food's huge, actually. You think about it, like 
to be able to go to the store and buy food yeah. that isn't ridden with disease or or not have to eat top ramen all the time because i've had I've, i mean i've lived the top ramen life that's that's completely okay I, it is it as is as long as you have cheese <laughs> right the thing is it's nice when you don't have to do the top ramen life like when you graduate it's almost like they need to play a little pomp and <laughs> circumstance when you don't have to do the top ramen life anymore you, you know graduated? what i'm saying have you graduated from saying. top ramen life rue <laughs> Yeah, seriously. You have your degree. You know what? I've life. I've never really had to go through the top and ramen life. You've never lived. I never want to because I hate top and ramen. Although, you know, you know what? Although, it is wait a, a minute, bad wait thing. Wait a minute. I did go through it when I was out in Australia, and my companion, my missionary companion, would only eat top and ramen, and he wouldn't. I would cook top him, and like, ramen of the morning meals, to you. That's all he would want to eat. <laughs> No, the thing never is, again. Well, here's the thing: is it, it, the fact that you said I've never lived the top ramen life. A lot of people will take issue with that. They're like, "Well, you've never known what it's like to be hungry. You've been you've been fortunate. You've had different struggles, though, right?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody's gone through different struggles, right? And it's nice when you overcome those things, or because the thing is, it's different. Like, I mean, and I know. Okay, so here's the thing: is we're an 18 plus podcast, and we know that there are people that are not 18 plus listening. We don't like the fact that lawyers exist. That's, I think I will put that, right? And people tell you, well, they do. They tell you, they go, go to college, invest in your future, blah, 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 blah. And you sit there and you go, okay, cool. But it's not really tangible. And now that I'm starting to be on the other side of that conversation, I mean, it does take a long time to get there. And where it's like, okay, I've invested in a resume and I've invested in making good decisions. I've invested in things that make me able to go and apply for a job that pays more than minimum wage and being able to not eat top ramen. It is worth it, and I'm very grateful that people did tell me those things. You know, I agree. I, you just we just take those things for granted. I think like a lot, a lot like food, fresh food, fresh water, fresh yes, like good housing, cars to drive around, roads, like stuff like that, where it just is there. We're born into it. We have a road to drive on, not you know, and there's not sewage running down the side of the road. We have a sewage system that can filter the you know, like just stuff like that where we are given it. And we take it for granted, and that's I think that's huge. Just not don't take thing don't take things for granted. Always, you know, have a reflection moment. Go out through your day, and like if you can become one of those people where you can at least find one thing that you're grateful for that has happened in your day. It's going to help you so much to be a more successful person. Totally. There's two different types. I, I mean, I know there's several different types of people, but <laughs> only two. I'm going to say there's, that there's only, only two. two at this particular. Two. The, you know, you've, you've heard it. There's people that go around with a glass that's half empty, and then you see the other people that go around, and they have a glass that's half full. And, you know, really, we need to get to the point where we're the people that are, you know, that's looking at things that, that it's half full, that there's still stuff there, you know, mm-hmm. instead of looking at, oh, I don't have it, you know. And, and the other thing is, is like, you know, I think that sometimes we're too, oh, what is the word? What is that word that's um, picky, not idolizing, idealistic, not idealistic, but you're covening over what other people have. Jealous. It's not. Well, it is jealousy. There's a specific word for it, and it's on the tip of Covet's my tongue. Covet's a pretty good one. Covet. Covet. Yes, that's the word. You, you said it. it. Oh, you I said, did? Yeah. <laughs> you said it. So you covet to covet things. Yeah. Yeah. We covet.
covet things too much sometimes. We always look at Greedy. what other people have and not what we have. You lose your perspective really easily. I mean, yeah. it's good for you to have goals in your life, you know, and have direction in your life. But if you can't enjoy the things that you have, when are you going to enjoy the things that you have? Everybody looks at their life and they look into the future and they're like, eventually, I will be happy. Eventually, I will be successful. So eventually, true. I will get there one day. Yep. Today is the day for you to do those things. Right. Today is the day for you to be successful. Today is the day for you to be happy, so, not tomorrow. So here is, I'm going to read the quote that I couldn't read earlier. Yes. And I don't normally read quotes from these types of people, but I'm going to read this quote. It's and a good thing it's recorded. I know, I know. <laughs> this is going on the record. This is just an excerpt of a larger quote. It says, anyone who imagines that bliss is normal is going to waste a lot of time running around shouting that he's been robbed. The fact is, most putts don't drop. Most beef is tough. Most children grow up to be ordinary people. Most successful marriages require a high degree of mutual toleration. Most jobs are often dull than otherwise. And then he quotes a quote. Life is often like an old-time rail journey. Delays, sidetracks, smoke, dust, cinders, and jolts. Interspersed with only occasional but beautiful vistas and thrilling bursts of speeds. The trick is to thank the Lord for letting you have the ride. Now, religious or not, that's up to you. But I think the idea of being thankful for those few moments when you do get those few vistas of you know scenery and stuff is important. You don't get to go to Disney World every day and have amazing moments. Mm -hmm. But they do make it worth it, and they kind of do help you keep your perspective. It's it's cool because like opportunities to have that same feeling of a good like a good moment like that where you can feel that same euphoria of happiness is everywhere actually every day every moment you know when you're walking around and or you're doing things or you're talking to people because there's always a moment where someone is struggling or someone drops something or someone has some little inconvenience you know everyone's got some sort of inconvenience someone needs to pull out into the into traffic you'll never see that person again probably never see them again but you stopped to let them in and the fact you did that, it, it changes you. Every little good thing you do that you mean, that you really mean, you, you're changed by that. And I, that's why I like doing good things. It, it shapes you. It, rolls, it, it, it pays itself forward. It does. Naturally. And whether you get a reward or not, you are getting a reward if you, mean it, if you actually mean it. Yep. But, but that's hard. It's, it's hard it's sometimes. A, it's, it's a mental shift. It's so difficult. You because what ends up happening sometimes is... You end up getting the short end of the stick right. sometimes. You do, no, not sometimes. A lot of the a time, lot of the, the times you over. get the you get screwed over for being the nice guy, for being kind, and you know, and helping people, and you get taken advantage of. So how do you? How well? Like, you, do you understand where I'm going? Yeah, I t I totally get that. the The trick is is, and I don't know if there is a one an answer for one all, but like when. You feel that way, you have to realize that the world doesn't get that. Like, you you just don't, a lot of people don't see that the reward isn't in using people as a stepping stone. It's progress in your own life that makes you able to do the things you want to do. And like you were saying before, Tugs, like becoming, 
having a professional life where you can do the things you want to and have the motivation to keep going with a positive attitude and trying doesn't revolve around some spectacular moment. It's all about a choice after choice right then, right now, what your attitude is going to be, how you're going to react. And when you react positively, your life will go forward. You will have the motivation to try, even though you're bad at something. And I think, I think that if, even if you're struggling with something, let's say like furries that feel like they aren't good at drawing and they look at someone else's art and they're like, wow, I wish I was as good as this person. Why can't I be that good? Instead of doing that, what you need to do is find that motivation, do things that give you the positivity to excel not to worry about what other people are doing, but to do the best you can. And anyway, I'm, I'm ranting about that. No, but I, I, I yeah, you're firmly, going somewhere. Like, I firmly believe that if your attitude is in the right place, you can, you can do anything you want. You really can, especially if you have an, a, quote, attitude of gratitude. Like, if you're just thankful for things, your, your positivity will be a lot, you'll have a lot more motivation to do the things you want to. The whole attitude... And be, learning to be a grateful person and be an optimist is not... It's First of all, it's not in everyone's nature to do that. It's much easier to, to dwell on the negative. It's just, it, it is by nature. It's so much easier just to focus on the negative. And I remember, I don't remember exactly when, but when I was really young, I made the conscious choice to choose to be the optimist. I wanted to be the happy person, right? I remember that. Because I remember that I had a friend that everyone wanted to be around. He was always happy. He was he he could make you smile. He lit up the room. And I and I decided that was a very admirable quality I wanted to have for me. Um and it's not something that you just wake up and choose because we've had we have way too many platitudes about mm. You can choose to do this. Change your attitude. This, you know, like my boss has a, a sign in his office: an attitude, a, a bad attitude's like a flat tire. I'm like, this is like a lot of people hear these things, and I'm sure people right now are hearing this and going, "Well, yeah, I've heard about get a better attitude." And the fact is, is no, there's not a magic saying out there that's going to let you suddenly wake up and understand attitudes are better. It's that's not how it is. It, you have to change yourself mentally, and it's it's hard. It's, you are literally going to have to change your thought pattern. It's almost like working out in a way. You have to mentally lift weights. You have to mentally work at it and get good at it and make the conscious effort. It's a hard effort, especially the older you are, to be the optimist if that's what you want to be. But that's honestly, it is the truth, even if though it's a platitude. That's the only way that you're going to find happiness is if you, ha- you have to work at it. You have to look, you have to look for the silver linings. You have to want to find them. Have to do something. Yeah, you have to take that control. Otherwise, you're just going to be miserable. You know, I think that's why me and you do this this episode, or at least we try to do it every every year. As far as I understand, we've done it every year, mm-hmm. and I just feel like that it's like this topic is one of the most important topics. It's all about helping you to be happy. And to, to be more happy and to, to be able to look around you and see the things that are going right in your life. There are so many wrong things. It's so easy to look at the negative. It is so easy to see it. But it's difficult to see the things that are happening around you that is going right. And the reality is you could have a lot of bad things going on around you right now. You could be in a shithole. You could. And I'm sure someone out there is in a shithole right now. 
99 out of 100 things could be genuinely wrong. There's still one thing that's right, and that's what you got to hold on to. That's the bottom line. You still got one good thing. It's not an at least. It's you've still got one good thing. Grow that one good thing. You have enough. You know what I mean? You can focus on what is good in your life. Everyone's different. That's why I, ho- I hope no one takes like the answer like, oh, this is the fix-all answer. This is just this is, is what one. I need. There That's is no. There, there is no, Mm-mm. oh, if I, if I adopt this way of life, then this, this will make me happy. Everyone's different. And the way that you look at gratitude is going to affect everyone in your life differently than, say, Rue, in Rue's life or in my life. I mean, we're all going to affect people differently. And I think that that's cool that we're, we can all make, this is so cheesy, but you can make a difference just by trying to look for something to be grateful for every day. And I, I just, I really like that. I like to focus on that. I mean, and it's so easy to say that, you know, like there's no earthquake happening right now. There's no terrorists, you know, destroying my village or killing my friends or, you know, especially like even in Paris right now, like how can, how would it be to, you know, I, I can say be positive, like be happy, adopt this, say this. But when your family, a member of your family dies or a close friend dies or you lose everything that you have in your life, you there has to be something in your life that can keep you afloat and maybe that's going to be you maybe that is and needs to be you at so, in someone's life and if you're not ready for that just you can do so much and people need you you may not think it but people really do and uh i, I firmly agree with that. think about that what if no one did anything in paris right now no one banded together everyone just despaired no one fought back no one tried to be positive and like where would where would the world be right now we we would fail we wouldn't be where we're at right now we wouldn't for sure anyway it's true it's true <clears throat> all right we have one last email here it's from maverick he says hello cast of foa and guests slash guests you can choose to be guest or guests in this email apparently Woo-hoo. last week you read my email here and i got butterflies so i thought i'd write in again there are three main things i'm grateful for every christmas i shall give you my list with the least important being first and building up to the most important one presents two the fact that friends and family alike can come together despite race gender sexual orientation or religion to create or celebrate a holiday that is built on family and three, his personal religious beliefs. Well, that's my list. Now, on to my request for advice again. So last night, I decided to casually mention furries to my parents as my main market for an idea that I had. My mom then said, and I quote, no, that's gross. I tried asking her if she even knew what furries were, and she said, yeah, I've done my research, which means where she looked where she wanted to look and not where she knew where the truth was. And they're, they're also just people who dress up like animals. They need to find something better to do with their lives. I refrain from commenting on this in order to not give away that I'm a furry. I feel like I'm in a corner with no way out. Should I just wait till I move out, or should I tell them? Anyhow, Merry Christmas to Rue. Happy Hanukkah to Koru, and blink, 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 tugs. Because I don't celebrate any holiday. <laughs> no, he said Merry Christmas to me. I'm just messing with his signature. Your fan. Oh, you have one fan now, Rue. In bed with a cookie, Maverick. Thank you, fan. Fan. <laughs> He's a fan. He oscillates. I like fans. What was nah, his name? It's conceited. Maverick. Maverick. What? It's not conceited. 
I like I like our listeners. I like the people that like the show. Right, but I don't. But right. fans sounds only conceited. Them. Fan sounds conceited, in my opinion. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not conceited about it. Just here's they here's like, the like answer. The Basically, Gaston. Gaston is that what it is? Five dozen eggs. Okay. So if you can wait till you move out, it's probably better. Um, some people sounds like your parents might be one of these are the kind of people that I envision in my head are the kind of people who like to watch Fox News. They only hear what they want to hear. They only watch what they want to watch. They only see what they want to see. They like their rose-colored glasses. And if you want to take those rose-colored glasses off their head, you better be prepared to pay the price. That's a very painful and expensive price. So, you want to do that? When you're under 18, they win, hands down. You're over 18, you moved out, you're in a little better position. But you still get to pay a little bit of a price. So my advice is wait. It will be worth it. In the meantime, keep listening to For What It's Worth. My advice? <laughs> Go borrow somebody's fursuit and show up at your mom and dad's house and let them dive face first into the fire. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's bad. Um, one thing I've, I've learned is that if people want to know things, they will ask. And I think that that's pretty profound in my life is like, if someone really wants to know more about you and learn about you and they're really interested, they'll ask you. It's that simple. I mean, you live your life, be you, and don't worry about what other people think, really. I mean, be grateful, obviously. Don't just disregard people, but don't worry about criticism take it and learn from it i mean going out of your way to prove something to someone can either go very good or very wrong but what i think the best way and like ru said the free being furry is and i don't want to downplay anyone who it is a big deal in their lives where they really connect with it i'm not downplaying that but don't make it more of a deal than it needs to be pick your own battles like <clears throat> if you're if you think your parents might object to it just be you if you want to if you want to walk around with a talent just walk around with a talent and if your parents want to know more about it they'll ask you and then you can give them an answer but don't go out of your way to try to you know convince anyone to like you because you You'll always get the short end of the stick. All you need to know is that you are a special person and that you are different than everyone else in a good way and that you have your own special talents. You can't worry about what other people think. Obviously, if you live with your parents and, you, and you're under their rules, respect them. But don't, don't worry about what other people think of you. And take criticism and and roll with it, but that's just my advice. Keep a good keep a good attitude. Don't get mad at people, and especially haters, because they just want that. It's like rolling around. If you want to you want to fight with a pig, and they're playing in the mud, all you're going to do is get you're going to get muddy. So, just keep a positive attitude and be you. And if people want to know more about you, they'll ask you. <laughs> Right, it is that time. Final thoughts on gratitude. Any final thoughts? You well, got thirty seconds. Make it count. Wait, you're asking me? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, thirty seconds. 
Um, all I can really say, I think, is reflect on what we've talked about already. We've said so much about gratitude and um, reflect uh, reflect in your own life. Think about your own, own life and about what is going on in the moment with you and the people that you are around. And if there's anything else that you can do to make that a more positive situation, you should do it, whether that be humbling yourself, like realizing that you might be wrong or being grateful, realizing that you're right, that you are a special person or thinking about the people that mean the most to you in your life and the things that mean the most to you and keeping them close. All right. We have an old timey ad waiting for you and we'll see you on the other side of the break with the mailbag. Listening to For What It's Worth, brought to you by For What It's Worth brand fur bonds. Your community needs you to do your part in the fight against the dreaded, evil, nefarious galactic empire. Support the Rebel Alliance in their struggle for freedom by buying fur bonds. Your contribution could make the difference between hitting an exhaust port only two meters wide or simply impacting on the surface. Every credit counts. Help our boys buy fuel for fighters, bolts for blasters, and proton torpedoes for the princess. Why, in no time, we'll be able to punch the Dark Lord of the Sith in the face. Take that, Mr. Vader. For what it's worth, brand fur bombs. Don't let Mini Bothans die to bring us this victory. The Alliance has a secret message for Rue and Tugs. We need you to decode it. 8, 1, 14, 19, 8, 15, 20, 6, 9, 18, 19, 20. May the force be with you. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Creating history one episode at a time. I know. First time we've ever had a gas. A gas. A gas. (laughs) We're just having a gas That is a thing. Oh, my gosh. I introduced... We have one email, only one email, about New Year's resolutions, which is also part of the topic. And who has that? Uh, I'll just read it. Um, It's from Spark. It says, hey, everybody. No, it doesn't say it like that at all. Hey, everybody. Since the topic is about New Year, I wanted to share my hopes for 2016. I'm going to be attending my first fur convention, which will be AnthroCon. Why are you doing that? I hope I'll be able to meet some awesome people there and make new friends. I also hope that I'll make some new local friends. While I have a big supportive community of online furries, I lack local companionship. I hope everyone has a great New Year. P.S. I hate all the New Year's jokes. Like, I'll see you next year. From Spark the Dragon. (laughs) I agree. I hate the see you next year. I thought I was clever the first time I said that, and then I realized I was not. That is my comment. Rue, what are you doing? I'm looking up emails. Okay. But New Year's resolutions, things, yeah. New Year's resolutions. My New Year's resolution is to um, lose a little bit of weight. (laughs) For diabetes. (laughs) What's your New Year's resolution? Um, Tugs can go first. I don't make New Year's resolutions. I try and have a goal all the time. That's awesome. That's a, I think it's a, I think it's dumb to have like a one goal a year. I will set one goal, <laughs> and it will be at the end of the year that I'll never accomplish because I exactly 
Right? Like, oh man. Sorry, I really put no thought into that goal. <laughs> it's just, I haven't thought Rue's about it Rue's goal is yet. to obtain all of the cookies and goal. Yeah. Uh, that's a great goal. But he'll never, all the cookies he'll in never the world. succeed because cookies are always being made. So he can't really I obtain can them all. Try every single type of cookie. So what is your resolution then? Oh man. Um, gosh, I haven't even thought about this, which isn't bad, but I actually haven't really made or stuck to a new year's resolution ever because I'm kind of the same way tugs. I, I just, I don't make one goal for the year. I, I mean, I think about a lot of things I want to do differently and I think some of them would be, um, I want to learn how to hip hop dance, like actually learn how to dance hip hop. I think that would be sweet. I've, I've always wanted to do that. <gasps> Another new year's resolution I've had is I want to sing the national anthem in a basketball game. <laughs> like do you have to sing it different in a basketball game? Like <laughs> I know. I just like, I I've always wanted to do that. That's been one thing that I have had a dream of doing is singing in a big game. Huh? Good luck. That's one. Thank you. Um, I think another New Year's resolution is I want to visit more people. Like, I, I know this is like a technological age. We're always able to just talk to people. But I want to go and actually, like, sit down and visit people and see how they're doing. You know, like, old friends that I've had. Even people that are in my neighborhood that yeah. helped helped raise me. You know, like, the place that I lived and grew up in. The people that have made me who I am and helped me. I want to go visit them. And I want to talk to them and tell them how grateful I am for them. I think that's something I've I've thought about is like I just want to say thank you for being there for me when I was crazy and growing up and I just appreciate you always being nice to me so just stuff like that you know I want to reach out to the people who've helped me before You know what I think I want to pursue a little bit more definitely I I oh, kind of out of it a little bit Me too like I just got one that my want, first Yeah we should go out together Yes sometime. That'd be I awesome need, uh, so it is time to go. In on. this box is what I need to control my diabetes, to stay healthy, and get on with my life. It comes from Liberty Medical. And now, it's not only where I get my diabetes testing supplies, but it's where I get my prescription drugs as well. See, if you're on Medicare, the cost of your diabetes testing supplies, as well as your prescription drugs, may be covered. Liberty takes care of all the paperwork with Medicare and sends the prescription forms directly to your doctor for approval. Then all right, we've pulled the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. Sorry, one of those uh, mailbag pieces was apparently an MP3. <laughs> it was for you. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you, Doug. It was from Wilford. I didn't know Wilford listened to the show. So our first email is from Fido. Fido emailed in, This email isn't relevant to the subject matter of this episode because I can't input on, on it, but I figured I would say hi. Anyways, to let you all know that this old dog is still listening. I've been meaning to write in for a while, but I keep forgetting because I'm always listening to the episodes at work and it slips my mind by the time that I leave. On a, rel- 
On a relative note, my coworkers get a kick out of it, despite not knowing what furries are. Where do you work? <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me it's a McDonald's. Okay, so um, despite not knowing what furries are, because I force them to listen using a bone con- induction conduction headset to turn the counter into a giant speaker. Anyways, I'll stop rambling and I'll let you all move on with the show. Take care. Fido. <laughs> what a guy. Yes. That's that's awesome. Yep. I think he said a Bose speaker. A Bose speaker. Oh, and like a sound link? Yes. <laughs> and he turns it into a giant speaker, so they have to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> you will listen to it for what it's Genius. worth. Yes. No! Well, thank you for torturing your coworkers. We appreciate that. We recommend everybody to tell, torture their coworkers. I don't know. You better be working in an NSFW, SFW place. Because Disclaimer. that's... Yeah. yeah, we talk about some pretty gnarly stuff and not safe for worse. Yeah, we, we play... We, we get mail from Wilfred Brimley. It's really weird. <laughs> you want me to go for it? Yeah, go ahead. All right. It's from Paradox. Dear cast of For What It's Worth. Hello, aside from my horrible grammar, it's me, Paradox, a baby from Ireland wanting or writing to talk about last week's episode. This past week was my birthday and I was turning 25. I woke up at 8am to go to work and I'd been sending a notification saying FWIF, that is something else. I had just uploaded a new podcast, thank you iOS, so on the way to work I was laughing my ass off, so thank you for that. Later that day when I had some friends over, I played the episode for them and they found it really funny. As for my party, I had a blast and received packages of diapers from my other baby for friends, and I forced a non-baby for friend to wear one. What a joyful time. I don't think I've ever said baby for so much in my life. On second thought, maybe I have. We drank beer, and then they went home. And before anyone blows it out of proportion, no, they didn't drive home drunk. Their apartments were in walking distance, and they were sober enough to walk home. So thanks, Rude Tugs and Quarter, for that episode. Also, keep up the good work. P.S. You may have noticed I'm a new person when writing this email. Just recently, I found you podcast, so I've been trying to have a listen to a lot of the episodes I missed, and I wasn't able to email you my thoughts. So now that I'm all caught up, I will try to write an often. Signed, Paradox. So, as you may notice, some of these emails have been in the mailbag for a little while, just because of the 100th episode and time constraints in our previous episodes. We are finally getting to some of these. We do apologize for it taking so long, but we do read emails you send us. We will read your emails. Yes. We so, always read your emails. Yes. And sometimes we read them on the air. No, we all, we usually read them on the air. Yeah. I love how um, I said he had horrible grammar, but he probably had extremely good Actually, grammar. it was pretty good. There was a couple extra spaces, some In missing periods. comparative period. to some of the letters that we get, you did a great job. Yeah. Um, also, we I don't know what FWIF is. Maybe you wrote that when you had the beer? Maybe that's how they spell it in Ireland. Maybe. Uh, you know, what I really want to do is make a beer joke because Ireland stereotypes, <laughs> but I'm really trying to be good. Uh, but no, I, I love, I love, you know what? One of the things I love about the show is we have a huge following in that part of the world. Like we have um, Ireland, England, Scotland, like, all, like we have a huge following just like right there. That's weird. It's strange. Well, I don't think it's bad at all. Oh, no. I don't <laughs> think it's bad either. I, I love you guys. It's awesome. I want to go to Ireland one day and visit. My name is Viktor Dmitriev. <laughs> that was awful. Viktor Dmitriev. Known as Anthro Dolphin in the fandom and on FA. I would like to start by saying that I love your show. 
I look forward to every episode, and will even listen to previous episodes again and again. Sometimes I get discouraged. You know, I do too. Every time that I log onto my FA account, I notice how little submissions that I have contributed. I would love to post more, but I don't have much more to post. This makes me feel like I'm not contributing anything to the fandom, like I'm a thorn in the side. What advice would you give me? And thank you for taking time to read this email. Well, I know Tugs's advice. Let's hear it, Tugs. Go on Furry Network or Weasel. That's actually really Remove good advice. Remove yourself from FA. <laughs> that's, that's good advice. We, we Okay, here's the thing. Officially, as Officially sh- you. Officially, the show does not have a position on Fur Affinity. Um, officially It's you. the biggest site furries use out there. <laughs> but the real issue at hand, and this is one Kathy really should be talking about since he gets first dibs, is con- contributing... Um, the contributing question, words, like contributing to art, like art and things on FA, yeah, or anywhere. You know, yeah, I I think the best way to contribute my my advice. He well, used to you... go first. Okay, all right. Stop violating all the rules. Be nice. Jeez. Jeez. Ah. Wow. I'm yeah, staring at douchebags. Anyway, Did you say douchebag. Uh uh-uh. uh. <gasps> no. So. What he said is he says that every time I log into my FA account, I notice how little submissions that I have contributed. I would love to post more, but I don't have much more to post. So that's the first thing I want to say is post it. <laughs> but what if he's out? What if he has not more to post? Well, he says he does have a little bit to post. Just post it. Post everything you have. Really. Like whatever you want to post on there, go ahead. Yep, Stick it on there. five plus coins. <laughs> You have unlimited. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I give you I give you the most. But he uh you know and I, I don't really know what it is that you are posting. Like I don't know what you're making or um what you want to post, but whatever it is and whatever you want to post, go ahead and make as much as you can. Like try try as hard as you can to post it. If you want to post it, do it. And then he says here, this makes me feel like I'm not contributing anything to the fandom, like I'm a thorn in the side. What advice would you give me? And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that you should say that you're a thorn in the side. I mean, don't assume that. Don't assume that you're a thorn in the side. Um, now, I don't, I don't want to try and shoot you down or anything like that, but keep your chin up and be a little more positive. Like, you can post anything you want and do anything you want, really. And you're not hurting anybody by not posting. Honestly, like you don't need to please anybody. (laughs) You don't need to please anybody just because of the fact of pleasing them. All you need to do is put your best effort into what you're posting and what you want to post. I bet you post wonderful things and I'm going to follow you on it for affinity so I can see. So be ready for that. But anyway, yeah, that's that's my advice. Awesome. Don't measure your worth in the fandom based on your fur affinity submissions. It's not worth it. That's like trying to measure your penis against other people's penises. I like doing that. It just doesn't. <laughs> Especially if it's like in person. Oh my god. <laughs> so because uh, we have so much in the mailbag, I'm instituting the time limit. So when the music runs out, you're that we will have to move let's to the next. Let's not email. do music. Let's just read. So next email from Kilo says, 
He says, hi, this is Kilo, the macro diaper for Fox. I'm a lewd, li- I'm a lewd listener. I'm a new listener. I've been listening to the last 10 episodes, and I love your show. Congratulations on the 100th episode. I'm, I thought the 100th episode was great. It was great hearing about your guys' history and past guests. I like how you guys are both silly and serious when you need to be. It shows how far you've come. Also, not all foxes fix the sex fix the sex craze stereotype the fandom usually gives us, though I know Rue tends to follow it. I don't uh. do well. <laughs> I like being anal. Oh, shut up. I'm asexual, <laughs> so no sexual stuff interests me. In fact, some of it is a huge turnoff, though I do have some interest since I'm a macro and a diaper fur. Let it be known I'm sitting across the room. Though I don't have pants to burst out of since I'm usually in just a hoodie and diaper. I'm also not like other macros as I'm super gentle. I'm more of an anthro fox version of Clifford that likes petting and hugging furs instead of being what macros are normally, a kaiju who likes to go raw or squish nom to others. Also, when it comes to your episode about coming out, I have not yet come out as an asexual aromatic to any of my family. I badly want to, though, as I keep on asking you, when are you going to get a girlfriend? Or some things like, oh, you'd be a great father. I just worry, since some of some since some of them are quite religious and reacted badly at first when they heard one of my nieces was a lesbian and dating another girl. I know being asexual might not be the same, but I've heard horror stories of religious families saying they're ruining the family and you need to be fixed and saw their similar negative comments. Ironic, since we sometimes get confused with celibate people, which many religious people view as a good thing, and know asexuality and celibacy have nothing to do with each other. I've already fought the uphill battle of saying I'm an atheist to them several years ago, which got me, you're going to hell, and what's stopping you from being a murderer? Yes, they went that low. Um, So I don't want another clash with my family, especially seeing how they were with my niece, but I'd love for them to finally stop asking when I'll get a girlfriend. Anyway, keep up the great work, and I hope you get lots of on lots of more episodes. I wish I could give you all something like a big macro-sized cookie. So I uh, can at least give you two a big hug and congratulations. Lots of hugs. Also, being from Kentucky, I wonder thinks if there's a Kentucky, Tennessee. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Signed, Kilo. So. What a doll. Right? Oh my gosh. So it's time to think about a reply. What should the reply be? Can you even take the reply seriously with this? <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah. think anybody can take. I'm gonna do it. So no, uh, you know what? Tell your parents that you'll get a girlfriend when you're ready. I think that's the bottom line. Say, why are you so interested in my love life? Go upstairs and get laid. That's what I think you should do. <laughs> Does that make sense? That's what I think is the best idea. Yeah, it's it really it's none of their business. Seriously. Okay. Next email. All right. Scratchy says hi, Ruin Tugs. I've emailed before, but I forgot to save that as a draft. LOL. Anyway, hi, I'm Scratchy. I've been a furry for, hmm, since July. And I want to tell y'all, you guys are so fabulous. I love your podcast, and I listen to y'all all the time. I'm a Dutch angel dragon with brown fur, black stripes, blue paws, a white muzzle, and underbelly, light brown wings, and a caramely brown light brown wings with caramely brown and much more i also just became gay lesbian but i hate that word for some reason and this podcast i like riding my bicycle was out perfect timing anyway i don't know if i don't know if you have done this but can you do a podcast on telling your family you're a furry my parents don't know but i'm pretty committed on telling them i'm gonna i'm gonna let y'all go now bye stay fabulous scratchy the dutch angel dragon I think that she just wants to hear us say that you don't come out to your family as furry. But since she's that? new. Yes. 
definitely. But you know, we've we've had an episode in which we actually had a family member on um, that I want to point out to you um, that you know they found out that they were free. In fact, it was actually. Um, well, you already listened to the bicycle bicycle episode, but um, <laughs> listen to the one with Yuriu and um, his mom. That was back in season two at the very beginning. Yep. It's not in the archive, so you can pull that down separately. Yes. Yeah, that'd probably be the best one. Uh, otherwise, think about why you want to tell your parents or your family. Like, I get that it's part of your identity and you want to be seen a certain way. Um, what will it accomplish? What won it accomplish? And what about them not knowing is bothering you? And maybe think about that. And you can kind of take an approach that would f- meet those needs. Does that make sense? Am I making sense, guys? Anything to add? Well, I agree. I mean, one thing that I really want to stress too, to everyone who listens to this, everyone <laughs> who is going to listen to it or will, that don't make it such a big deal. The furry fandom is not that big of a deal it's cool and it's fun but it's it's really not something that you should take like you need to introduce your parents to like i was kind of saying before is just be yourself don't worry about trying to introduce something just just be you and if they want to know about it they'll ask you because it will it will show that they genuinely are interested in what you and what you're doing, so don't don't worry about it. Just be you, and do whatever you would normally do, and make your interests and your likes, if you want them to be, become just part of what you're who you are. And when they want to know more about it, they'll ask you. I mean, it just it just creates like contention sometimes, and you can avoid that just by not worrying about it and just being you. Perfect. All right, this next email is from Mathis the Fox. It says, Dear Cass, for what it's worth, I apologize any, I apologize for any misspelling. Um, this is my first time sending an email, and my name is Mathis the Fox. Matthias. Matthias. Wow. I feel just so dumb right now. Okay, so Matthias is awesome. I love Matthias. Um, I have just discovered your podcast, And I'm in love with the content and the way the show is produced. I am interested in what you think about, I mean, think of dark furs, the goth or furry um, face of the fandom. If that can be a topic, I would be delighted. If not, I would be happy to hear um, that facet of the fandom mentioned. Sincerely, um, Matthias the fox go so dark furries um you know what i don't know much about them i don't either i didn't even know they existed it's kind of like yeah those other furries that (laughs) i'm not gonna mention but (laughs) it's just kidding i'm just kidding no um but darth dark furries i don't know much about them and we'll have to look and discover this is really distracting i can't do you know what We'll, we will put it in our idea. We're always looking for ideas, so eventually we'll probably cover it. Oh, my gosh. Because, yeah, it's always good to have new ideas. Yes. So we have another email from Alpha. Well, one email from Alpha. Says, hey, Akesta Fua and guest. This is Alpha Zero at FA. 
I'm a new listener to the show. I'm really enjoying your show so far. Thank you all for your work in the furry community. Speaking of thank you-s, I'm very grateful for the furry community in general. I too have a history of depression. However, medication didn't seem to work really well on myself. After finding out about the furry community around two years ago, I made some really good friends that really care about me. This might be a bit dramatic, but without the fandom and friends that I've made, I might have taken the coward's way out. On a lighter note, I'm also very thankful for your work and all the podcast content creators out there. I love listening to podcasts at work. It makes my job so much easier to grind through. Thank you very much again, and have yourselves a wonderful holiday season. You don't really need to read this part in the show, but I'm wondering if you guys stream your recording. I'd really love to tune into the show. A fan of yours, Alpha. We don't stream our recordings live. Uh, we've done it once. We did it. What episode was that? Uh, it was the. It was the my first pursuit. Yeah, we premiered that live. We don't because there are other other shows out there that do that, and that's that's their thing. We prefer to be able to fix our mistakes. Yeah. Which means that I fix my mistakes. You know, it's something that we can always. <laughs> You know, maybe look into maybe doing a special no, or something no, no, like that no. coming up. But, but the, you need to go to for what it's worth live. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that's, that's how you see the show live. And plus, <laughs> you get you get a freebie if you go. You do. Yes. Have you been to a live show? You have, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad that you found your friends too. By the way, I would not be where I am today without the fandom. So I totally am with you on that. Okay, so here's the next one. Thank you for the email. It said, Dearest Rue, it is 12.13 in the morning, and I just remembered a dream I had last night. (laughs) It was about me going to a senior high. I'm um, I'm not slated to go to. I left my school in the middle of the day, and I was caught. So I ran away, duh. And in my getaway car, which I somehow got, I don't even have a driver's license yet. And actually, Rue is sitting in my driver's seat, like wine red fox, Ruchi. Um, so I tell it. <laughs> <laughs> so I tell you to slam, slam it, and we go. Then we get into some sort of area with Tugs's rumored purple 1,000 horse dig dildo in the, <laughs> in the backseat of the car. Then we entered a battle scene in the middle of TF2, and we started dancing. At this point, I wake up, and I ask myself, why in the hell did I just have the strangest and best dream ever. I like being Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it was super strange. And I woke up um, to my alarm with my morning wood. What? <laughs> Hope you enjoyed my dream slash fanfic thing. <laughs> L- lingo. What, or whatever you want to call me. What? <laughs> I'm not commenting with this music. I think I think the dream itself just is this like a horror thing? <laughs> what is going on? We, that's not in the cast inbox. You're right, it's not. We 
He said that to you personally. He did. One on one. And it started with my dearest Rue. <laughs> or would you prefer this? How did you not know that that wasn't in the cast? Oh, <laughs> Are you calling our our listener a psycho? I'm calling you being in his car with his morning wood this. What about your your whole bunch of horse dick dildos? He's thinking about the bullying episode, whatever Gina was on. You're the one that has the dildos, the hun- the thousand ones. I like that you're Adam. swinging your arm in this motion, like yeah. I'm stabbing someone with a thousand purple horse dildos. Exactly. How do you even do that? You're in the back car. <laughs> We're done here. Do you remember this dream? I, I, we're done here. I'm reading the last email. I don't it was even a beautiful know dream. Is. Oh my god, I, I just, I don't even know. Um, I loved your dream. <laughs> it wasn't a wet one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Okay, so the next email is from Tommy. He says, "Hi, this is my first time writing to a radio show. I just feel like sharing my story might help others uh, because." Not feeling too good of because of this particular issue. Uh, I came from a country which does not accept LGBT people, with one survey finding that 93% of the population of my country of origin saying that homosexuality should be rejected. Now, some of my family members lived in the U.S. for a decade before I myself moved here to the U.S. I thought by the time I came out, they would have a better understanding of an acceptance towards LGBT people and everything would turn out fine. One of my sisters told a story about her gay cobra all the time and I thought that meant she was okay with it. I was wrong. I was one of the first, or I told, I first told one of my sisters, let's call her Sally, that I was gay when she was driving me to work. I told her that I had to tell her something, and when she asked me about it, I froze and kept looking away. I couldn't look her in the eyes and just waited until she guessed it herself. Her guesses ranged from if I was fired from work, that I wanted to move away, etc. Finally, she guessed right, and I just looked at her and I nodded slowly. By the time she guessed it, we arrived at my workplace and I quickly got out of the car. Part of the reason I picked this particular moment to come out was that I could run away for a while. A few days later, she invited me to talk somewhere. The condensed version of the teary emotional moment is as follows. She told me that I was still growing and that I could change if I just repress it enough. I told her that I've done so for a very long time and that it would hurt me more. Eventually, she just told me to focus on school. Don't think about it too much and given time, it would go away, which I know is not true. I don't want to take over the email section, so I'll try to keep it short and skip some parts. Basically, my sister and mother eventually found out after I told Sally that she could tell them. Um, that pretty much told me the same thing, that I'm not grown up yet and I could change if I wanted to. The parts that hurts me the most is that they felt I felt they undermined the pain I felt by repressing all the emotions I've been feeling, and they basically told me to go back to the closet. They also made me feel like I know nothing because I'm not fully grown yet, which means I could just change in the future after I'm fully grown, whatever that means. So that's pretty much where I currently am now. I know it's bittersweet, and I'm not a, and not a happy rainbows and butterfly ending. I think I'm in relatively good terms with them, that we never talk about it anymore. I still love them with all my heart, and even if I try, I couldn't hate them, because I know the norm back in our old country is too different to understand, and unless they know how it feels like to repress the part of themselves, it would take them longer to understand. If I could give fellow fuzzies on some advice to how to come out, I'd say, look for help from places you know that will accept you no matter what. I came out to my friends who gave me emotional support through everything, and I wouldn't be able to go through it without them. If you can't think of anyone that will accept you, no matter what, call the LGBT lifeline such as the Trevor Project. I find looking up It Gets Better on YouTube videos helps a lot. Seeing LGBT people could live just like everyone else and find acceptance and strength from their uniqueness gives me hope. If you're currently in a similar place, know that our experience will teach us things, or to see things from a different perspective and make us a better person. 
My experience taught me unconditional love and open-mindedness. I think I would otherwise miss if I was exactly like everyone else. Also, know that you should hold on even if for just one more day. We are survivors and think, or and things will only get better in time. P.S. Sorry for the walls of text. And my English isn't perfect. I'm technically speaking English as a second language. You want validation, of course, from the people that are closest to you. That's what everyone wants, you know, especially something that is really personal like that. And um, it's just human nature. You want to be accepted. Everyone wants to be accepted. And um, one thing that one thing that really bothers me right now that uh, I don't I don't really like about how the world takes on uh, about people who are lesbian, gay, bi, trans, whatever is it is too blown up it's too i don't know it's it's too ra- radioactive i guess you could say and something that's extremely personal and uh, life-changing has become more of a a joke and uh people emblazon it on the media just just to argue or just to they don't they don't get anywhere with it no one advances anywhere and um, it's created this feeling of hostility towards under, the understanding of people who go through things like that, and um, myself also going through that. And um, it's it's really hard to be confident in the world today about it, you know. And like Rue said, you're validated in the sense that you're not alone, and you hear that a lot. But don't worry about. Um, don't be afraid, I guess you could say. Don't be scared of the changes that will happen in your life because of that, but embrace them and realize that when it gets hard and you're trying to push through difficult times in your life, um, don't focus on how much it's bringing you down, but how much it's going to change you and make you better. Just keep positive and realize that you didn't really have a choice in this at all and you're living with it now but that doesn't mean you're any less than anyone else satan has great luau's i'll see you at it <laughs> that's awesome tugs well uh, actually no the real thing i want to say is not that satan has great luau's it's that use uh, here's what i did use your pain to comfort others i mean i used it as a driving force to be there for people at the same time remember that you one day will have to live your pain down but in the meantime be yourself and when the time comes you'll be able to deal with the pain that you have and hopefully your family will be there to support you and if not you'll have a good support network hopefully by then that will help you too we'll be there for you too well, that's you it. guys, that's it for the mailbag. We Thank actually you. have just two emails that we, because of time, are still going to have to hold. But they're they're very recent, so we apologize to our poor and Timmy. But we do have them, and they will be in the next episode. There's that's it. <laughs> we just there's so much. Keep writing us though. We like this. No, we we do. We do. If if we could just sit back and just read <laughs> and and comment on things for you, we would totally do that. But um, we do 100% appreciate every single one of you. And um, we love 
our listeners and yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, thank you everyone for, for writing us and sending those emails. Sorry, it took a little while to get to them, but we do read them. Housekeeping. No. Housekeeping. It's time for the super fast housekeeping. You ready? Comment on the show. Because that way people go to our site and think other people go to our site. Do it's an amazing, it. amazing thing that happens. Do Flow. it. Flow. So here's the deal. We don't all... Actually, we've never done this. Flow is not a furry. Mark is a furry. Flow is a mom. Mark is not a mom. Flow did get a cool or an awesome mom trophy. We did give her one. But if Flow coming on the show has made a difference to you in your life, be it a listener or another mother, we want to hear from you. Just write us a short little snippet. We won't read it on the air, but we are collecting. We've kept tweets about people who made a difference. If you've written us, whatever, please, please, please send us an email by the end of the year. I'm collecting them, and I will be giving the printout of those to Flo so she can know how much of a difference she's made because she deserves it. Follow us on social media. At For What It's Worth or Facebook, search for For What It's Worth because Rue doesn't know how to manage Facebook. And I am checking Google Plus more often now, so Google Plus it. All right, and our next episode, Rue, is... Is our fandom full of dumb people. So, the basis <laughs> the basis for this episode comes from the... First of all, you've all heard the joke, fucking furries, right? Furries ruin everything. This is why we can't have nice things. That's a joke, and it came from somewhere, right? Mm, but then something called Rainforest happened. That was bad. Then Furry Unlocked happened... There was also vandalism. Now, Furry Unlocked was not as big as Rainforest. Rainforest is hurting a hell of a lot more, and it's far wider known. But what's going on? Is our fandom full of dumb people? Are we just are we just letting everything go? Are we admitting everyone in the door and just not holding people accountable? Do we have stupid people in our fandom? Are furries dumb? That's what we want to know. So, send us emails. Yep. Send it to cast at forwhatitsworth.com. And that will be the first episode of 2016. Yes, exactly. So we'll see you next year. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and lastly, because they are wonderful and amazing, although Corey isn't with us tonight, we do want to thank him for being a wonderful support staff person, maintaining our equipment, hauling our cables, winding them up, and being generally useful to us in many, many ways. And we want to thank Firebreath for his amazing, amazing introductions and helping us transition from different periods throughout, I mean, different segues through segments. Segments. Whoa. And one day he'll transition you to a real boy. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so do you have anything else you'd like to share with us before you go? How can people get in touch with you and buy your art? <laughs> um, I just want to say thanks for having me on the show. This was really fun. You guys are awesome. Um, I love uh, that I was able to experience this. You guys are great, and I think you do a lot for people who are just looking to have fun and learn more about the fandom and generally gain good advice, you know, and hear from you guys. So I appreciate it. Um, if you want to find me on Fur Affinity, my name on Fur Affinity is Hawkborn, H-A-W-K-B-O-R-N. And on Twitter, um, <laughs> I actually can't even remember my <laughs> uh, Twitter name. Is it also Hawkborn? No, it's not Hawkborn. I think it's Nightwolf Fury. 
I think like that. Night Wolf Fury. Well, we'll look for that. And then we will also just have a, a an at tweet to him so you can follow him there. Do but that. In the meantime, we hope you have a wonderful holiday season. You can spend it with the people you love and care about. Enjoy your new year. And we will see you next episode. So this has been Rue. This is Tugs. And Kathy. And this has been For, for What, what, it's, what worth. it's Worth. I did it and I screwed it up. <laughs> Crap. <laughs>